The Mariners have already played 63 games this season and not a single one has come against the Angels. That, of course, will be rectified with the two clubs kicking off a rare five-game series at T-Mobile Park tonight. We're going to get you set for that. We're also going to talk about the draft a little bit and whether or not Matt Brash could be a game-changer out of the bullpen here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Sports Card Investor. Download the Sports Card Investor app today and easily browse over 630,000 cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or you can go to sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on to check it out. It is Thursday, June 16, 2022, and thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C-Pat11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash Control the Zone. We post two additional shows on there every single week and if this is your first time joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it so we're going to be talking about the mariners angel series that is starting tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about matt brash could he be a game changer for the mariners bullpen he's been looking great down in tacoma as of late and we're also going to talk a little bit about the draft. Colby wrote about a few bats that he would like to see the Mariners target in the first round of the draft on Inside the Mariners. We'll be getting into those and maybe some other guys as well. But first, let's get into the series. This is the first time we have seen the Angels all year. Of course, the Mariners were initially supposed to see them in the second series of the season, but the lockout canceling those first two series pushed these games ahead into the summer. And we're going to be making up one of those in the series, which makes for a five-game series this weekend. I believe that game will be made up on Saturday in a doubleheader, which is pretty brutal. And that's going to cap off an 11-game, 10-day homestand for the Mariners. But overall, looking at this Angels team, of course, they started out red hot. And then, as we all know, they lost 14 games in a row some injuries sprinkled in there as well but just overall just you know typical angels regression right joe madden ended up being fired and now phil nevin is the manager in anaheim and they played a little bit better under nevin of course they they finally snapped their losing skid uh and they've they've been okay but this team is dealing with some injuries still uh, Mike Trout has been hampered a little bit. He's he's going to play in the series, of course. Anthony Rendon is day-to-day with a wrist injury. And, of course, David Fletcher, who's been an absolute pest when playing the Mariners, uh, is not going to be playing in the series. He's been dealing with a hip thing. He's on the 60-day IL. So, yeah, darn. Oh, shucks. Yeah. So looking at this Angels team and, and kind of looking at what they're, you know, what happened during their hot start and what's happened ever since, you know, what stands out to you? about this club are they any different than any other angels team we've seen in the past 
same same team, different year, really. Um, <laughs> it's a team that invested in the wrong side of, of things uh, for multiple off seasons. Uh, they've been obsessed with building the best offense they possibly can. For the most part, largely ignored pitching. Uh, they did go out and they did get Noah Syndergaard, who's been pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. But once again, it's not enough. They went out and they spent a ton of money on their bullpen. Bullpen's not very good. Um, funny how that happens. So the Angels, they can't really pitch. Otani, even Otani's having a bit of a, a up and down year on the mound. Uh, we'll see what version we get tonight. I have a feeling we know which one we'll get tonight. But uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those things where the Angels are who they are, and, and they're very very consistent. Um, they just don't have enough pitching really to to sustain multiple. Uh, long winning streaks. The offense is good, but again, Trout has dealt with injuries, or Don has dealt with in- injuries in a few years that has severely hampered them. And Shohei, while being very, very good, is certainly not good enough to, to carry the, uh, mm-hmm. that that team. So uh, they went out. They spent a ton on their bullpen, and the bullpen is still defensively they're kind of a mess. Uh, they, they've gotten major uh, production from Taylor Ward, who's recently come off the IL. Uh, but that is, to say, tenuous. Uh, Taylor Ward has never done this before. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to believe that that's going to carry on throughout the year. But we'll see. You know, it's a team that can swing, you know, even though they haven't lately. Uh, it's a team that has talented arms but doesn't really produce. And it's a team that's been a ton on their bullpen, and their bullpen is bad. It's the Angels. <laughs> it's the angels i mean it is some cer- things never change yeah it is, it is certainly the los angeles angels of anaheim uh it's typical typical angel stuff um yeah you know outside of otani and trout you know the bats have been up and down you mentioned ward uh the catchers have been pretty good kurt suzuki and max stassi and of course stassi is always going to hit a home run against the mariners because that's just what he does um, looking at the pitching, you know, the pitching has been better with the addition of Noah Syndergaard. They also brought in Michael Lorenzen and fully converted him into a starter, and that's actually worked out pretty well for them so far. So, you know, a couple of guys to, to look out for there. Of course, they got Sandoval in the rotation as well, and we're going to see Otani tonight. Um, but, yeah, this is still a, a team that is dealing with the same issues that it has pretty much ever since Jerry DePoto left in 2015. And so with that, you know, the Mariners should have an opportunity here to be able to get, you know, two, three, maybe four. <laughs> it would be fun if it was all five, but hopefully uh, the, the Mariners can uh, turn things around here against a team that they've had some success against. And of course, remember the last time the Angels came to Seattle it kind of ruined your playoff chances. So... Be nice to get a little, little, little revenge. That won't certainly make up for for the the disappointment of the end of last season, but a little revenge, a little tiny bit of a re- revenge yeah. would be nice tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, by the way, in the last uh, fifty four plate appearances, uh, Taylor Ward is hitting a buck eighty four, two fifty nine, three forty seven. So mm-hmm. the the crash back to reality has started to happen. And here's a fun note: in the last fourteen games Taylor Ward has appeared in, the Angels are zero mm-hmm. fourteen. <laughs> so yeah so I what you're saying is so what you're saying is every time that taylor ward is in the lineup in the series the mariners are automatically going to win that game 
I wouldn't go quite that far, but uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's you know the Angels are are a dangerous team. Uh, they certainly uh, can beat you. Uh, I don't think they're severely more talented than you, right? So it's not a case where it's like you know Boston probably just a little more talented than, than you. Uh, Minnesota probably just a little bit more talented than than you. Anaheim, yeah, top heavy. Not a lot of depth there, so we'll see. Uh, yeah, you, you'd really like to win this this five game series. Um, it's beyond ridiculous. They're not doing seven inning double headers this year. Um, it just it's dumb. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, just a word of advice: if you're planning on go- games on Saturday, you do need tickets for each individual game. Which, by the way, is also stupid uh, for the Mariners uh, to not just have one ticket. Uh, be good for both games. That's dumb. so. Yeah. So is this what this is going to be the third, fourth doubleheader in T-Mobile Park history? There have been a couple. There was obviously, um, what was it? Was it against the Marlins? They had a doubleheader once. Now I'm blanking. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Marlins. One, one game that the Mariners were the home team and the next game, the Marlins were the home team, despite being Mm -hmm. at, uh, T-Mobile. Um, and that's the last one I remember. There, there might have been during the pandemic season or two, but uh, it's yeah. very rare because you know, very rare roof, yeah, and March. very rare. And, and, and very rare is kind of the uh, the the whole thing with this series in the end because it's, it's a five game series, you yeah. don't see five game series at the major league level, you see it in the minors, but you don't see it at the major league level. Uh, but yeah, you know, technically that that one game is going to be part of a two game series that, you know, the other game will be played, I think, in August. But yeah, it's a it's a five game series at the end of the day. You got to play five times in four days. That is just brutal beyond. They have belief. to do it. They have to do it twice, I believe. I think they do yeah. it again in August. So oh, God. <laughs> seven any doubleheaders, at least for this year. What are you doing? Major League Baseball. You got to cover yeah. 18 innings. Thankfully, the Mariners have an off day on Monday because they will need it. Oh, they are absolutely going to need it. Thankfully, they might have some reinforcements, however, along this weekend. Ken Giles, potentially. Maybe even Matt Brash in the bullpen. He's been pitching pretty well. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. But real quick, we have a new sponsor here on Locked On Mariners podcast as I... uh, nonchalantly reach for my phone here it's called the sports card investor app it's pretty cool um i know a lot of our listeners are are pretty big into collecting cards we've done a couple of card giveaways and they usually do pretty well but if you're an investor if you're a casual card collector this is a pretty cool app for you because it's it gives you all the information that you need in just a one-stop shop so like here i i bring bring up the app on my phone and the first card that it pops up here, and it shows you the top cards for the day. It shows you what everyone is in on. And the top card today is Jack Sawinski, uh, Pirates prospect. It's his 2022 Bowman rookie card. And right now, if I just click on the card, I can see everything that I need to know. I can see the charts that shows me what the card has done over the last month or so. It started out around $10 last month, and now it's all the way up to around $60. So... People are really excited about Jackson Winsky for some reason. I can also look at the recent sales. So it shows me what it's gone for over the last couple of days. And uh, on June 15th, so yesterday, sold three times on eBay for $42, $64.99, $48. 
So kind of all over the place. But now that I have that information, I can go create an offer on eBay. And I can do that through the through the app. Uh, it has the eBay listings right here. And I can filter it. So I can look for a PSA 10, PSA 9, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't care about Jack Sawinski here, right? We're not Pirates fans. We, we're Mariners fans. So let's look up Julio Rodriguez. So I'm going to type in Julio Rodriguez here into the search bar. And you can search any single player that you want from any sport. And it's going to bring it up. So I can tap to see Julio Rodriguez cards. And you might be able to see that on my phone. But we're going to, uh, let's look at this autograph card. Because I like, I like autos. Uh, and as soon as I bring it up, there's a bunch of listings here on eBay. Very expensive listings, mind you. <laughs> we're talking... $1,600, $1,900, And if you look at the recent sales, that's what it's going for. $2,100, $2,200, $2,000. It's all right in that range. And the charts, frankly, nothing's really changed over the last month. It's uh, It's been hovering around that mark. But this is a pretty cool app. Uh, that you can use to just get all the information that you need in one stop. You don't need to do a bunch of research. All the research is right there, right in your hand, right in the palm of your hand. And all you have to do is go to the Apple App Store or Google Play to download the Sports Card Investor app today. Or you can go to sportscardinvestor.com forward slash locked on. You're listening to Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. And before we get into our next segment, we have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started, and it won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you for your help. So Matt Brash was, of course, sent down after a disastrous four-start stretch uh, after his impressive Major League debut. And we know that he's been converted to the bullpen. That might be temporary. It might be permanent. We don't know. But it, it's permanent, at least in terms of the 2022 season. They're trying to do whatever they can to get the most out of Brash that they can at the major league level. And so that's what they're doing here, or at least attempting to do. And it, it didn't start out well for him in Tacoma. Uh, there was uh, one outing where he gave up five earned runs, and it was, it was pretty much a disaster. But since then... Over his last nine outings, and he started to pitch more frequently. He's pitched back-to-back -back days once. He's pitched uh, two out of you know three days, I believe, four times now. So he's really ramped up uh, to come out of the bullpen. And over his last nine outings, he has held opponents scoreless. He has not given up a single run. He's only given up two hits in that time. He struck out 14 and walked just two. So, you know, I, I, I know the cop that Mariners fans are easily going to make here. The Mariners are trying to make him into Edwin Diaz, right? You know, you got the fastball slider combo. We know how nasty the slider is, of course. And, you know, we, we've seen that play at the major league level at times, at times, not frequently, but at times, you know, the, the command and the control have been a major issue for him. Not in Tacoma though, so far. So if that, continues at the major league level because I, I do believe that we are going to see him sooner rather than later. Coley, do you think that he could have an Edwin Diaz like 
resurgence out of the bullpen? No. Um, <laughs> and why not? Why not? Um, I'm still concerned about the control issues. That was never something that Diaz was really particularly struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, Brash certainly has better stuff than Diaz, if you can believe that. Um, but the command and the control issues are still present. Uh, so no, I, I think expecting, you know, Diaz, or ex- expecting Brash to come up and be, you know, rookie Edwin Diaz, that's asking a lot. Uh, but you know, it's not like you're asking him to be 2018 Edwin Diaz. So, uh, mm-hmm. there's a possibility. I would just say it's unlikely because I, I don't trust the control yet. Um, certainly he's been very good in his last nine outings. I think he's walked two guys. I think is what you said. Um, it's, it's been very impressive. Uh, but again, we'll see how it plays at the big league level. It's not a question of stuff. It's a hundred percent about control. Um, and even command, because despite the great stuff, if, if you leave your fastball down the middle and the slider just, you know, kind of just stays low, but in the middle of the plate, you're going to get hit hard. And Brash did Mm. when he was up. So it wasn't just the walks. Uh, it was the fact that he, you know, was piping fastballs and they were getting hit very hard. So, um, I think at some point pretty soon, you're going to have to give it a shot, see what happens. Uh, Mm. but no, I, I don't think I would expect an Edwin Diaz like, uh, jolt of, of, I don't excitement or, or, Mm. you know, it, it was just different when Diaz came up. It just, the entire bullpen just kind of changed. I don't know if I, I'm willing to say that about Matt Brash yet. So when he does come up, what do you think his role will be? What would you like his role to be? Um, I, I think, it, interestingly enough, they have not asked him to go more than, than three outs in any of his outings. So yeah. the multi-inning kind of reliever role that we all kind of think of when a starter gets sent down, uh, it doesn't appear like they're willing to do that, or at least they haven't been so far. And that is something you would, in theory, you would want him to practice, you know, going out there. But it's it's similar to being a starter. You you know, you get your outs, you go, you sit down for a while, then you go back out and pitch. So maybe they think he's already got that. I don't know, but it, it doesn't seem like that's their plan for him. Um, to start, it's, it's not high leverage. Uh, it's, you know, sixth inning, down three to two. It's, it's, you know, fifth inning, get out of the, Mm -hmm. get out of the, you know, we're up four to one, but they got a runner on second and two outs, blah, blah, blah. Like it's that type of stuff. And then you slowly work him into the high leverage stuff. Uh, You know, I I think when Diaz came up, uh, people forget he wasn't the closer right away. Uh, He had to work his way into that role. He spent the first month being really a seventh inning type of guy. um, And eventually he won that role. So, uh, you know, I think Brash is going to have to earn high leverage spots just like everybody else. But a lot of the things that you're seeing Eric Swanson like going to the seventh, um, I think you could see Brash get that role and then uh, Swanson has earned more high leverage spots. So I think you might see Brash and uh, and Seawald kind of uh, working in those mid leverage spots and then they'll ask Swanson and, uh, and Castillo to uh, handle most of the high leverage spots until Seawald or Brash uh, or Giles. Uh, really mm-hmm. commands that that uh, third high leverage spot. Yeah, I think it, you know it, it adds some electricity to your bullpen, which frankly needs it right now. You know, and again, we we don't have a, a ton of options to talk about here out of this bullpen that you can really rely upon. You know, even Seawald. You know, again, you know, yesterday ha- had a rough go of it, so uh, he's kind of regressed. Diego Castillo has been fantastic since that Mets outing. Uh, so that's been great. Swanson's looked really good uh, even after coming back from his injury. Uh, Penn Murphy has been 
up and down. Obviously, you know, yesterday was a bit more of a down for him than an up. Uh, but, you know, there, there aren't a ton of guys that you can rely on. So anything that can give you a, a, a potential jolt is certainly welcome. And Ken Giles will, you know, hopefully uh, provide that as, as well a little bit. But, you know, what do you think Brash's ceiling could be as a reliever if everything goes well for him? We talking like one of the best relievers in the game? Edwin Diaz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like it's because it's going to be 95 to 98 um, with movement on the fastball and a wipeout slider. And if everything's going right, it means his control command is probably 50, 55. He doesn't even have to be that fine with his, he just has to stay out in the middle of the plate. If he can be near the edges with that stuff, he's going to generate a ton of strikeouts. He's going to generate a ton of weak contact. Um, I, I think the ceiling is is Craig Kimbrell in his prime. Um, and, I mean, I, I, I don't know if he's going to get there again. The control is really what's holding him back. But we're talking about elite of the elite. We're talking about Josh Hader level of, of strikeouts and, and domination is, is, is possible, albeit mm-hmm. unlikely. Mm-hmm. It's it's exciting though, uh, considering the upside. It, it is exciting. I would still, you know, like to see Brash as a starter because that's just naturally going to be more valuable to you. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, you know, <laughs> I love watching that slider. And any opportunity that I can get to watch that slider more, I, I I'm very excited about. But him as a reliever as well is is a uh, very exciting um, prospect uh, for sure. And so we'll see if you know this. It's not really much of a gamble, but this uh, project that they're kind of working on right now pays off for them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it worked out for them once. See if it, if it does again. Uh, so let's talk about the draft here in just a moment because the draft is only a month away. And the Mariners have the 21st pick in the event. And there's some bats that you like. For them, So we'll be going over those in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by LinkedIn. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MLB. That's linkedin.com slash MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You know, our friends at Built are always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time, Built has truly outdone it, done themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this. We're talking chocolate mousse, whipped cream, 
cookies and cream crumble. Stop drooling. Get to Built.com to order your box of mud pie bars and puffs right now. You won't regret it. And the best part is they're incredibly healthy for you. It's actually good for you. No, really. All Built products are low calories, high protein, and low sugar. Mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at Built.com. So again, the the draft is just about a month away. It's going to be happening during the All-Star Week, again, for the second year in a row. And the Mariners have the 21st pick in the draft. And we talked a little bit about the draft on the show before and kind of how the you know the Mariners have historically looked at college pitchers. They did buck that trend last year with the selection of prep catcher Harry Ford. They also took prep shortstop Edwin Arroyo the with their next pick, which bucked another trend for them. Uh, could they continue to buck that trend, Colby? Could this be the start of a new trend for them? Could they be looking at, a, at some prep guys? Or is it back to the college circuit? You wrote today about five bats, four of which are in the college circuit that you would like for the Mariners to target in this draft. Uh, let's start with them. Let's start with the guy that you love, Zach Neto. Why do you like Zach Neto so much? Um, the, the word that comes up when, when people talk about Zach Neto is, is typically fiery. Um, he is uh, a guy who flat out hits. Uh, he's dominated everywhere he's ever played, uh, including the Cape Cod League, um, You know the, the premier summer league. Um, he, uh, he hit 304, uh, sorry, he hit 304, 439, 587. Um, he is a guy who has tremendous pull power. Uh, he can play a pretty decent shortstop. He's probably second baseman long-term. He's got the big high leg kick. There are some concerns about, uh, you know, how much move, how many moving parts he has in this swing. Uh, Ty France has kind of the same concerns. So, uh, but he makes it work. Uh, he is an, an aggressive pole hitter. Uh, so there are some things to be worried about, but overall, uh, Zach Neto is an aggressive player who has hit everywhere in the lo- along the line. His career batting average in college is over 400. Um, that's pretty good regardless of where you play. Uh, so yeah, it, it, this guy, he flat out hits, uh, he's, he's a grinder. He's a, you know, a fiery player. He plays a lot of passion and oh, by the way, he also was a reliever. Uh, for the Campbell Camels, uh, where he threw 93 miles an hour off the mat. Great name, so, by the way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so strike. Yeah. So hit a lot of lot of hard contact. Got some pull power. Going to stay up the middle at least as a second baseman. Chance to play shortstop. Hits everywhere along the line. Checks all the boxes. Um, there are some concerns, just like there are with every single player in this draft class. Um, but for the most part, it's it's a pretty safe profile that he's going to hit at the major league level and and probably stay up the middle. All right. So I'm not much of a college baseball guy or or a draft guy. I'll I'll admit that, but I am very aware of who Drew Gilbert is. And I love Drew Gilbert. (laughs) I love everything about this guy. Uh, The, the intensity that this guy brings to the field is amazing. It is palpable. I love it. I love everything about it. And I'm honestly going to be a little bit sad if he doesn't end up becoming a Mariner (laughs) next month. But uh, what, why should the Mariners uh, be interested in Drew Gilbert? Well, first things first, he certainly seems like he would be a good fit. 
uh, with the Mariners culture. Uh, they're very uh, open to letting guys be themselves and, and express themselves. And, you know, I, Gilbert did recently get ejected from a super regional game against Notre Dame. Uh, you know, it was not ideal. Uh, so there are actually going to be some teams that don't like Gilbert because of that issue, that issue, the Mariners, probably not one of them. They've been very, uh, open about letting guys be themselves, uh, bat flip, do all that stuff. And Gilbert will, will certainly do that stuff. Um, he talks smack. He's again, he's a very fiery guy, uh, kind of your pro like prototypical leadoff hitter. Uh, he's only five foot nine. He's not tremendously big. Uh, he's a great athlete. He puts the ball in play a ton. He doesn't strike out. Um, spoils good pitches. There's a little bit of Luis Arise in the uh, in the hit tool where uh, he's just not going to strike out a ton. Maybe he doesn't walk as much as you would like, but he's going to make so much contact and he's going to see so many pitches that he's going to be a pretty natural leadoff guy. Uh, he does have pretty, you know, I would say above average raw power, particularly to his pull side. He will crank home runs to right field. If you think you're going to sneak a 2-0 fastball by him, you're not. He's going to put that thing into the right field bleachers. Uh, hit a big grand slam in regionals uh, was last year, I believe it was. Uh, walked it off, walk off grand slam. Let the crowd know about it. Um, he, he's just a guy who loves to talk. He loves to play. Uh, he's got a lot of energy, um, and he, like, he's he's a big passion guy. He's a guy who's going to come up and he's going to be you know the 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 leader of your club, um, mm-hmm. at least the outspoken leader. Uh, and there's just a lot that he carries that he can do. He's a good base runner plus center fielder. Um, like I said, probably not a huge steal guy, but maybe 20 mm-hmm. home runs, 20 steals out of the leadoff spot as possible, but he's going to see a ton of pitches. He's going to hit for a high average. Um, and he's going to provide a spark, uh, to your major league club. And that's just, that's just who he is. Um, reminds me a little bit of Jacoby Ellsbury. Um, but I, I think the, I think the comp that a lot of people are going to lay on him is, is probably going to be Andrew Benintendi, who some of you guys may know. I also really like. Mm-hmm. And Jerry Depoto probably also really likes, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Drew Gilbert. Uh, so there's a, another name here, the the lone uh, prep guy that you wrote about, uh, who has a pretty special connection to the Mariners and a former All Star. He is the son of former Tampa Bay Ray outfielder Carl Crawford, and by by extension, the first cousin once removed of J.P. Crawford. So what should we be looking for in Crawford's game and why does he intrigue you for the Mariners? Yeah, uh, Crawford's probably the guy with the smallest chance to get to Seattle at 21, but there has been some movement in his draft status recently. Uh, he's a tall, skinny kid. He's six foot three. Last time I checked, I think he was out of buck 75, buck 80. So there is room to add muscle. He is fast. He is a good center fielder. He's got a very strong arm. And he, right now he's kind of a contact swing, um, line drive, put the ball in play, slap it around, uh, oriented type of hitter. He's, he's the, the, the guy you would put in the leadoff spot for, you know, a hundred years in major league baseball, uh, just puts the ball in play, runs really fast. Uh, he's going to steal bags a little bit more here because going to add muscle and he's going to fill ideally uh, because right now his swing is so contact oriented that it might not take much for him to add 20 30 pounds of muscle change up the swing a little bit and there's enough bat speed here to get 20 home run power out of him uh you guys may may or may not remember his dad carl crawford all-star for the rays um he also had that kind of power a lot of triples for crawford but it's a it's honestly it's a very similar profile and so 
Um, center fielder, uh, there's no doubt about that. It's really how much do you believe that you can help the swing add some power without robbing him of his natural ability to put the ball in play? How much do you think he's going to fill out? Because six foot three, 175, don't see a lot of that in Major League Base. Very rare. So you, you need to see him around 200 pounds at least. Um, and you do need some power from him. You can't just be a guy who just slaps the ball. That's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made, Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, and the draft experts of Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.